Third Shift presents The Imposter's Guide to Gaming, your quick fix for gaming news. Now, here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome, everybody, to episode 59 of IG2G. Yes, you are hearing it live as we speak. Actually, this is a pre-recorded show, so that is a lie. But, hey, you know what? I am one of your hosts, Mr. Eric. That is not a lie. With me, as always, is the inglorious bastard himself, Mr. Matt. He's got a $20 three-pack of freaking games for you today. And also, hey, do you like Harry Potter? Do you like medieval Harry Potter? Do you like killing Nazis? Well, guess what? We're going to be talking about all that good stuff and a fun, fun, fun topic indeed. So let's get this show rolling. Number five. So first up in the $20 special, we got Wargroove. Now, obviously, you guys have heard me talk about Wargroove on a previous IG2G when it came out first for Switch and PC, and I was super excited about it, but it wasn't out for a system that I could play. Now it is. It's out for PS4, developed and published by Chucklefish. And when I saw this coming out for PS4, I went, yes, finally, I can play it. And then I remembered to myself, hey, you got a Switch like two weeks ago. You could have played it the whole time. Oh, well. Well, Wargroove, as you guys remember... It's kind of an homage to the old Advance Wars games, mixed with a little bit of Fire Emblem, because the commanders you take control of in this game, they're also the units on the battlefield. So they can move around. They've got special abilities they can do on the battlefield. They all have themed units. You got the dog units. You got flying units. You got all kinds of stuff. And then you have the traditional, you know, Fire Emblem and or Advance Wars system. You know, th- these units are better against those. Those are better against these. These are better against those. You know how it is. So if you if you love those old school Fire Emblem slash Advance Wars type games, you're going to want to get into this. I want to get into it. It's got a beautiful 2D style presentation. Now, the PS4 version does have all the modes from the Switch and PC version. So you got the big story mode where you're going through playing as all the characters. You got arcade mode for, you know, some quick hit fun. And then one thing that I don't think I talked enough about last time because when I saw it in the reviews and write-ups, I went, "Hey, is that was that was that there before?" Because if it was, I didn't notice it. There's a puzzle mode in here in which you have to defeat the enemy forces in one turn, and that reminds me of the puzzle battles in freaking Thronebreaker that I loved so much. So this is definitely going on my list, whether it's on Switch, whether it's on PS4, whether it's even on PC because I got a new graphics card. I'm gonna have to get Wargroove. You should do it too. The one thing that people have said specifically about this PS4 version, obviously in Wargroove you have local and online co-op. What I've been hearing here so far is the online on PS4 is not very good. Like, there's not a lot of people out there, not a big community. So maybe people who already were interested already got their fix, and so there won't be a ton of people on PS4. Obviously, I haven't experienced it yet, so that's just what I've been hearing. But one thing that is very cool about this version is, in addition to online stuff, you can also design your own campaign maps and share them with people online. And that that campaign map sharing is cross-platform. So you can get stuff from the Switch people, the PC people, and share with Switch and PC people on your PS4 here. So that's pretty cool. That'll liven up the uh, the... It's not really multiplayer, but a multiplayer feel. Like you can you can join the community of people who have been rock and war groove all the time. Just not in like a direct, you know, a direct versus mode. But you can see all the cool creations they've been doing. So that sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like fun to me. If it sounds like fun to you, go get yourself war groove on PS4. Number four. 
So first up for me today, I told you guys I had a little bit of Harry Potter for you. Well, it's not exactly Harry Potter, but what it is, is Fire Emblem Three Houses. This game, of course, was developed by Intelligent Systems, Koei Tecmo Games, and it was published by Nintendo. It was released, of course, on the Nintendo Switch July 26th of this year. So it's out and about in the world. I'm sure you've heard about it. If you haven't, you're hearing about it now. So a quick hit on this. Strategy RPG... Fire Emblem's been around forever. It used to be out on main consoles. Then it went over to the handhelds. Now it's on the Switch, which is like a hybrid. Of course, as you know, one of the most fantastic systems around. You are a a tutor or a teacher who comes into this school in a medieval times, in a medieval time frame anyway, and you are now going to teach one of three different uh, classes. You're either going to bond with the Black Eagles or the Golden Deer or the Blue Lions. Each of these three little factions has its own set of students and their own quirks, abilities, etc., etc., ways in which they interact with one another. You're going to pick between them. You'll get a chance to interact with all of them so you can make a informed decision decision once you do that you start to guide them in what kind of weapons they use uh who they're friends with kind of get them in conversations whether they like you or not you do get an opportunity to romance one of the students eventually as the story progresses but what's really neat in this is that say you choose the black eagles but while you're teaching you find out that there's a student in one of the other groups that you really like you can, through social interactions and using your free days, which of course there are free days in this game, if you did not know, it's much like Persona in that sense, where you'll be moseying about the school, you'll have time to uh, practice with your characters, raise their skill levels at certain things, have them studied so they can become proficient in different weaponry and all this other good stuff, which you'll need all for because of the battles. Yes, you'll be sent into battles, skirmishes with bandits, heretics, the like, Obviously, the story plot will start to progress, and you'll start to battle much deeper, more meaningful enemies, etc., etc. And while you're doing all this, as I said, you can snipe some characters from other of the other factions by getting your characters to interact with them and then getting them to like one another and bringing them over. So there is a little cross-pollination going on, just in case you're wondering. But that's really, really cool. Also, the strategy RPG element... If you don't know what that is, that's when you go into battle, there's square blocks, your different factions, your, I don't know, your different units can move different pieces, different places, and have different abilities. They have weaknesses, strengths, depending on cavalry, heavy axes, swords, all that good stuff. So if you're into that nerdy, geeky old strategy RPG type stuff, this might be the game for you. On classic mode, I will tell you, Fire Emblem is permadeath. So if your characters die, they are gone for good. However... For anybody that's new to the series, maybe isn't uh, too willing to try that mode, well, you can turn that off and you can play casual mode, which allows your characters to stay alive. Even if they die in battle, they'll just come right back. It's no big deal. And you can carry on as if it was a typical RPG. It is recommended that you play with Permadeath on because that's how Fire Emblem is designed. However, if this is your first time through, hey, you know what? Who cares? Because like as I said... As I said, there are three factions, and you can just play all over again as a different one. So what's the miss? You got magic, you got swords and sorcery, you got all sorts of really cool stuff. Why not hop on in, play yourself a strategy RPG on the Switch. It's out right now, really great game. I'd recommend you give it a try. Number three.
So next up on the $20 special, dropping on August the 1st, we got Pandemic, dropping for Switch and Xbox One, developed and published by Asmodee Digital. Obviously, this is the digital version of the classic board game Pandemic. If you don't know Pandemic by now, it's a pretty legendary board game where you control a team of researchers, scientists, medical people, etc. as you try to control the outbreak of four different viruses at different locations around the globe. Now, if you play the, the actual board game, you got different cards. You know, you flip over an event card, and maybe there's an outbreak over here. Maybe it's a massive outbreak, and the viruses kind of spread from city to city. And your job as the player, or group of players, is to use your... Your characters who each have special abilities like, oh, you can clear one more virus in this location than normal, or you can, you know, take an extra movement or any kind of thing like that. And it's your job to go to these places, clear out the viruses. Once certain viruses have been wiped out, they're considered cured. They can't pop back up again. So it's a really interesting board game. I've, I've played the board game quite a bit and it's easy enough for non board gamers to get into, but it's also deep enough that you can do a lot of table talk and strategize with other, you know, more in-depth board gamers. So hearing that a digital version of it was coming out, I was pretty excited. The only thing about it is I can't find like any reviews or write-ups or anybody talking about this at all. There's like one trailer that shows no gameplay whatsoever and some screenshots like on the Nintendo website. I will say all the screenshots look good. I mean, it's a nice clean interface from what I can tell. I mean, the game itself is pretty clean and well designed. I mean, it's really well designed because it's, it's a classic. So it looks like if if you're a fan of Pandemic, you're definitely going to want to pick this up because as much as it is fun to play board games and you know hold the cards and move your actual meeple all around the board, sometimes you know you don't want to take out a box and set it all up and then tear it all down and all that other stuff. So if you've got a Switch, now you can take Pandemic with you on the go without having your buddy Randy knock some cards off the table and your buddy Eric just go crazy and like rip up a card because he thinks it's too overpowered. So just grab your Joy-Cons, pass and play. It's You can play solo, in which case you take control of a bunch of the characters, or up to five people. And like I said, you're you're going around trying to wipe out these diseases. And what's what's cool about this too which I should have mentioned earlier, is it's also co-op. It's not a versus game. You're not trying to get one over on your buddy. You're all trying to work together against the board game itself. And that speaks to me a lot because I like competitive games, but I also like I like cooperating a lot more. And the randomness of Pandemic is what's really fun about it because no two playthroughs are really the same because each time you know the cards can come up in different orders maybe this disease pops up over here maybe in this playthrough asia is just going nuts and you can't deal with it because too many asia cards came up with outbreaks and you just shut it down but maybe the next time it's the eastern front over here or the viruses are spread all over the world and you guys are you know fighting and trying really hard to to manage all these different hot spots it's really a lot of fun i would recommend anybody to play pandemic it's just, I mean, the board game itself or this digital version, like I said, it's a really good gateway board game. If you're not super into big, complicated board games, it's just enough to get you started and see if it's something that you'd be interested in. Now, one thing I was a little slightly disappointed in is that this is basically just complete base pandemic, which is... I mean, it's a fairly old game now, and it's still perfectly well-designed and everything, but there have been so many updates, expansions, add-ons to the actual board game itself, and this is pretty much just base Pandemic here in digital form. And what I have heard is that coming up in December, there will be free DLC with 
the On the Brink expansion, which I think was the very first pandemic expansion. I'm not really sure, but you'll have the the new viruses in there. They they operate and spread in different ways, and then you also have new roles and events that can happen. So you're you know once you get used to this pandemic and the characters and their abilities, if you get that On the Brink expansion, which I've heard is a free expansion, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Because again, I can't find any write-ups like about this game. I have write-ups that it exists and that this, this expansion is coming, but nobody has any hands-on time with it at all. But so I've heard it's free, but I can't corroborate that a hundred percent. But once you get used to this, on the brink will change things up just enough. I'm a little disappointed that this isn't a pandemic legacy version in which in the the pandemic legacy board game the game itself actually changes as you play. Like if you play once and you fail, you know, you, you fail the game. If you play again and fail, then you can like open up a, a card or like open up a little envelope, pull a card out. It'll say, Oh, change the actual board in this kind of way. Like put a sticker down or, you know, cross out this area or something. Hopefully DLC like that comes to this digital version. Cause that would make playing pandemic even more fun. Like you can have, I mean, it's perfect for digital. You can have separate save files for each legacy run-through. So if you want to play Pandemic in this horrible, atrocious world where you guys never won a single game, and it made it super difficult, and the maps all changed up, and maybe you don't have access to certain, you know, roles or abilities, but then this other game where everything went great, you could totally see the differences between the two just by bopping your save files back and forth. Man, that sounds so good. I really hope they do that, but... (laughs) Again, there's like no write-ups or anything anywhere. Now I'm just I'm just going pipe dreams in my head. So let me just wrap it up by saying I love the board game. It's one of the few that I actually own. So, I mean, that goes to show you because I'm not the big board game guy. It's a lot of fun. So if that sounds interesting to you at all, definitely check out the digital version. If you're not into having like a big cool box in your in your house with a bunch of cool art, you can have a cool digital file on your Switch to your Xbox One playing all kinds of Pandemic. It's a great game. Check it out. Number two. Lastly, for me today, I have a game that I've been playing the heck out of. I love it. I told you all I was going to get it. I told you all I was going to play it. I've been told to play it a lot more, and I'm going to play it also streaming it with my old buddy, the Inglorious Bastard, Mr. Matt himself. So, you guys should probably know by now I'm talking about Wolfenstein Youngblood. Yes, developed by Machine Games and Arcane Studios, published by Bethesda. It was released July 25th for Microsoft Windows or PC, and July 26th for the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and the Xbox One. So it is another game out and about in the wild right now. Go pick it up. I'm just telling you, I don't care what all these negative sayers. There's a lot of reviews out. Some are great, some are bad. I'm telling you right now, I booted it up. I went in there. I was... You get to play well. Here, here, let me let me give you the narrative, okay? You, 20 years after Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, America, some of the other places are all been, you know, obviously free of the Nazi reign. B.J. Blazkowicz is the hero of the story and his wife Anya. They have two twin daughters, as you know if you've played the other game, Jessica and Sophia. They grow up, boom. 20 years, they're freaking killers. B.J. Blaskowitz and his wife been teaching them to do all sorts of really cool stuff. Their friend Abby, who is uh, Walker's kid from the other one, they come into the picture. B.J. Blaskowitz disappears. Oh, my goodness. they got to try to figure out where he went. They find some cool stuff. Off they go on an adventure to kill Nazis and find their dad. 
there you go. That's the that's the beginning narrative. That's the beginning story. It's a first-person shooter, just like all the other Wolfensteins. You're going in. It's fast-paced like Doom is, killing Nazis, playing with really cool weapons. The baddies in this one are more varied, very cool, very fun. And another cool thing about it is the enemy types, they've got uh, these large large bars and then these short bars. So depending on which one they have, you've got to change your weapon type out to match it. So that way you get down the armor to get down their health, you know, then get, go ahead and tear away at their health. At that point, it doesn't really matter which one you're using. But it's just a cool little dynamic that kind of forces you to switch in between weapons on the quick. You're going to want to be paying attention to that, quickly switching over, bam, knocking enemies out, taking cover, running around at full speed. Using your abilities, you got really, really cool double jump, really powerful. You're in a power suit. Awesome game. I will say it is much more fun playing co-op, which, if you didn't know, it is a co-op game. You can play it by yourself, and the uh, AI will take over your sister for you. But when you're playing with another person, there's so much more you can do. You can distract enemies and then run around and use turrets that are located all over the place to knock them out. You can sneak past dudes while one of you distracts somebody. With the AI, you can't do some of that, so you kind of just got to play your uh, smart game, stay back, shoot, stay covered up, because you will die quickly in this game. And ammo conservation is a thing. You do have to make sure you're managing your ammo. You have to be rummaging around. So if that kind of bugs you, I warn you now, maybe get it on easy mode so you don't got to worry about it so much. But if you want to play through normal, you got to make sure you're going through all the stuff. All the things you find, get them. You're going to want to be doing that. You're also going to want to be choosing perks. Yes. Every time you level up, you'll get a new perks. All these little attribute points, basically. You'll go into, like, mind, power, and there's another one. And you'll choose different, um, like, get more health, get more armor. Uh, your pickups are extended. And you'll get more when you pick up. Uh, then your abilities, which you can either do a, a crush ability, where you kind of, like, knock into the enemies and knock them down and do damage to them. Or you can do an invisibility cloaking device thing. You can get both of them, but you only start with one and you'll pick it right at the beginning of the game. I thought that was pretty neat. It allows you to just kind of pick up and go right from the start instead of getting it halfway through the game and then not being used to using it. So probably just not use it and ditch it most likely. Really cool mechanics, really cool gameplay, really fun. Jessica and Sophia's interactions together are a lot of fun. They're always bickering back and forth, pepping each other up, which, if you didn't know, pepping's a thing. It's really cool. If you uh, go ahead and pep, there's different peps. You can get like health, armor. You'll just do like a thumbs up or a devil horns, that kind of thing, and away you go. You give them the health, you give them the armor, you give them all that good stuff. A lot of fun. So much more I could say. So far, having a great time with it. Uh, it is more of an open world, so think Division 2 and Destiny, where you kind of have like a hub you go back to, and then you're picking up all sorts of side quests, and then your main quests you can't go to right now. You have to like level up, and the, the narrative tells you you're just not ready for it yet, so go help us out. We need help anyway, da 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 Away you go. If you don't like having more of that open world, pick your own questing and do all this stuff to level up, and then get powerful enough to finish the main quest... I don't know, it might not be for you, but I'm really enjoying it. I like it. I like Destiny 2. I like Division. And I like Wolfenstein. So kind of a blend between them, a little experimentation going on here. I'm digging it. If it sounds interesting to you, hey, maybe you'll dig it too. Number one. So last but certainly not least, on the $20 special, we got Mighty Switch Force Collection, which dropped on the 25th of July for Switch, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. This is developed and published by WayForward, who are the guys who do the really cool Shantae series. Now, if you've never heard of Mighty Switch Force, like I totally hadn't until this collection came out, it's a game all about like 
switching which which blocks are active. And if you if it's hard to kind of picture what you're talk what I'm talking about, think of like like the P block from Super Mario Brothers, how it switches coins to blocks or empty blocks to full blocks. That's basically what this game is all about. Like you're you take control of a character and you have the ability to switch which blocks are active. So you'll you'll run through the level, there'll be, you know, normal walls and floors and stuff, but then you get to certain blocks with you know, a highlight around them. And if you switch your hat, it's like a little like siren cap that your character has. If you switch it, then certain ones that are filled normally become un- become unfilled, become transparent. They they don't exist anymore in the world. There's no other way to say it other than that. And then the ones that are transparent become solid and you can walk on them, you can jump on them. So it's all about navigating it's kind of it's kind of more like a puzzle platform or like a kind of almost like a maze in certain aspects because you're going through a bunch of different levels trying to find certain characters. I believe in Mighty Switch Force 1, you're playing as like a police officer trying to catch some criminals that are scattered all throughout the out the stage. In Mighty Switch Force 2, you're a firefighter trying to rescue I think it's the same characters, but you know, they're in danger because of because of fires and flames all throughout the stage. So it's kind of finding your way through this maze slash puzzle by using this switch mechanic. And, I mean, there's no real way for me to make it sound as good as it looks in action. I would say definitely go check out a trailer or somebody's video review of any Mighty Switch Force game. Because if 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 you watch it in action, you might be sold just like I was as soon as I saw it. Like, I, I listened to... I put on a video review, but I wasn't watching it. And I went, oh, it's like some kind of Switch thing. I don't get it. I don't know. But then I watched that same review as I was getting ready for this episode. And I went, wow, there's... I mean, not only does the mechanic look good and look like it feels really good, because each time you switch, there's like a little pause as the as the blocks kind of pop in and out. So you like you jump, switch, and there's like that little like hang in the air as things switch around. So I don't know, there's something really cool... And like, looks like this really cool about the platforming and the the switch mechanic itself, but also the characters are really stylish and like kind of I wouldn't say stylized, but the pixel art style of the first two games you get in this collection it's really charming, which is what WayForward is really good with, especially with that Shantae series. Now, like I've said, the first game you're like a police officer hunting down criminals. There are some enemies all throughout these stages, so you have like a little blaster in the first game which comes in the collection. Then you go to Mighty Switch Force 2, where, like I said, you're a firefighter and you have, like, a fire hose. A lot of the puzzle aspects about it are based around fire. Like, certain things like catching a certain enemy on fire and then manipulating that enemy to burn through an obstacle, or using your hose to break through, like, a brick of sand so you can access a certain area, or combine the two break down a sand brick with your ho- with your fire hose so that you can manipulate an enemy to step on some fire and then move him around to where you need to clear something. It's, it's really cool. You really got to see it in action, especially some of the blocks where you have to, like I said, the blocks go transparent and opaque, so they're there or not. And there's certain blocks that actually like rocket you in certain directions. So if you jump in the block while it's transparent, you can't do anything, but when you make it opaque, like you get sucked into a little hole in the block and then it pew, like shoots you up like a rocket in certain directions. So some of the coolest stuff I've seen about it is especially in this, in Mighty Switch Force 2, the, the fire-based one, is catching an enemy on fire, luring it to one of those blocks that's transparent, 
then whoop, making it opaque again, where he gets sucked into it, rocketed off this way to another rocket block that's also transparent. So you switch that one to opaque as soon as the enemy's in it. It shoots him off another way. You repeat that two or three other times, and then it, he finally hits this burnable wall, and then you can progress through the stage. I mean, it's it, you you really got to see it in action. It's so cool. It's so like it's so charming because you can make enemies fall through transparent blocks, but if you turn them opaque, like just a standard block, while the enemy is over the transparent thing, it like knocks them forward and they splat against the screen. Like if you think of like uh, Turtles in Time when you're fighting Shredder and you throw, you know, the Foot Clan guy against the screen, it goes, you know, oh man, it looks so cool. It's it's so cool and fun looking. I really want to pick this up myself, but we've only talked about the first two games that you get in this collection. Now, the third game you get is a, it's an HD remake of the first game, but it has a couple little tweaks. I mean, not only is it HDified, it looks gooder. It looks, it looks more gooder, but all the art is now hand drawn. So the characters have a lot more like, like fun, like personality to them. Not, not like the other ones don't, but it's more of a pixel art style, not like super eight bit or anything like that, but it's, they're, they're all based on pixels, you know, as you would assume from a 2D side scrolling j- jump a bump puzzle platformer, which I didn't even mention before, but sorry, there, there it is. But now the HD version, not only is it all hand-drawn art? So there's a lot more personality to the characters just in their movements and their idle animations. But it also like zooms the camera out a little bit more. And you really have to watch them side by side to notice the difference because the games look and f- it look like they feel really good just, you know, the default games. But this one kind of pulls it back so you get like more of an idea of how to plan your approach to certain things. Or maybe you see you know, the, the path upward a little bit more than you could before. It, it looks like it feels like a lot better in this HD remake. But then again, speaking of pulling the camera back, there's the fourth game in this, I believe it's called Mighty Switch Force Academy. It's kind of like a, you know, a VR missions or a danger room type scenario. But what this does is pull the camera back so far that it almost looks like you're, you're working on like a Pac-Man maze. So you can see all the different avenues of approach to all the different, you know, characters you have to go either arrest or rescue and all the different enemies that you have to manipulate and the different like puzzly ways you have to manipulate them. So you get, you get like a, I almost, I almost want to say a bird's eye view, but it's like a, a bird's eye view, but if that bird was like off to the side, a, a bird's side view, is that, is that a thing? That's not a thing, but it is now. Definitely go check out some screenshots, check out some videos of this, of this collection and of this game, especially because you'll, you'll definitely get it. There's, there's something there. I don't know. There's something about it. I like the look of it. It looks like all the characters are so small. So I feel like the personality kind of goes away a little bit, but the, the overall, like, you're looking at an entire puzzle and you have to figure out how to get through it. Like, I, it really appeals to me, this this zoomed-out style of the game. I mean, from what I've seen, it's a pretty easy... They, these are all pretty easy-going games. Like, I haven't seen any super ridiculous puzzles or, you know, super death traps or anything. Now, from what I've seen so far, these these mostly look like pretty easy-going puzzle platformers. I kind of use puzzle in, like soft quotes, soft finger quotes, because I haven't seen anything like super hard, no super death traps or anything like that. But it's, this looks like a fun, casual, cool, puzzly experience. And you get four games for only 20 bucks. So even if you play through one and then take like four weeks off, come back another month, play through two, 
come back another month, play through the HD remake, and then do the same thing for Academy. You're getting well worth your money's worth here. I mean, I have to reiterate, definitely check out some videos, some, you know, some video reviews of it. I, I feel like if you like indie platformers, you will fall in love with this one. Like I did, as soon as I saw it in action, I went, okay, that's that's right up my alley. So if you're a weird indie guy like me, you like puzzles, you like platformers, you like cute art styles, you like feeling clever when you like figure out how to manipulate things, check out the Mighty Switch Force Collection. You're going to have a good time. Imposter's Topic of the Day. So you know it's real hot on the plate. All the news is going. Lots of tragedies have struck this country. More to come, more to pass. This is an issue. It's always been there, always coming up over and over and over again. And I want to address it because it's serious. All right. And this is why video games make us insane and do bad things. Why? Why is this happening? What do these video games do to us, Matt, that turn us insane? And do you have examples of this? You know, I don't know. I just thought we'd have an open conversation about why you're insane and why video games made you that way. And then, of course, I'd like to, you know, finally open the book and, and kind of air the, the dirty laundry or, or, or let, the, let the butterflies out of the skeleton. You know what I mean? Let's get this. <laughs> that does, that's not even saying. That makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, sound good to me. I don't know. Clearly the video games have done this to you. Oh. <laughs> they have, Matt. They definitely have. <laughs> so, I mean, do you feel like the video games have driven you insane, Matt? Do Do you feel like it's gone somewhere with you? I mean, clearly it has. I mean, we we talked about this off air when we were like, "Oh man, what, what, what topic could we talk about? Let's rip this one from the headlines." And I went, "Man, you know, I used to be such a nice person, like mild, meek, mannered individual, and now, like today, I am like the angriest." most rude person i'm i'm just terrible per- i'm an awful individual uh-huh. i'm the inglorious bastard for a reason that is true and the only thing i can think of that's been the same from day 1 to day now is i've been playing video games uh-huh. video games have been there every step of the way uh-huh. so it's got that's got to be gotta the reason be i'm i'm just nuts i'm that's gotta be i'm it. bitter i'm angry all the time i'm just a you know i'm just a i'm just crazy i'm a crazy individual i'm just, I, i'm well, I can barely even sit still. Just, just I, go Jesus, do bad don't things. Don't do it. Stop it. Stop it. Come on. You got to focus and hold together just for the show. Let's finish the show. Then you can go do the bad things the video games made you do, man. It's fine. You know, we know it wasn't anybody around you. It wasn't workmates, family members. It wasn't school. It wasn't uh, friends. It, it, wasn't, no, it, it wasn't, wasn't inherent craziness in me. No, it wasn't it was, a problem you have. It was, it was the video games. It was the video games. They did this. <laughs> It's the one constant. That's this. This this is my opening statement. What what about you, Eric? All right. Well, you guys all know by now that yeah, I'm not right. I've never been right in the head. Video games traumatized me when I was young, and uh, they really just opened doors for me and made me feel that I could do things that I shouldn't be doing. But I I thought, hey, it's happening in a game. Why can't I do it in real life? You know, and I, at a young age, I played a game called Turok, okay? And when I was playing this game, I said, man, I would love to be this Native American, this powerful Native American man who killed dinosaurs. I said, this is just insane. This is awesome. So mm. I thought to myself, duh, <laughs> it's real in a video game. <laughs> it could be real in real life. 
So what I did is I went to a college, right? And I went to a local college and I said, Hey, is anybody like up for some tripsy art, cool stuff, like hipster stuff? And all these college kids came running like from the hills. So I went and I ordered all these Oh, what's that dinosaur with the, the little claws? Right here, raptor, velociraptor, right? That, yeah, yeah. I, I ordered a bunch of these uh, velociraptor costumes, and I went and I snuck down to my dad's basement, and I fiddled the lock on the doors, and then I fiddled through the one locks in his room, these giant locks. I was like a James Bond in this thing. Got in there, and I took out his three shotguns, these evil shotguns, and then I lowered them with rock salt. And I went out there, and these guys, I told them, I told them, it's all, it's all for an artsy thing. Woo, woo, woo. And I had, like, these cameras set up in the woods, all these, like, deer deer cams, because I loved hunting, you know. Grew up hunting, and I was like, it's, it's boring to hear Don hunting a stupid deer. Sit in a stupid stand all day, waiting for this dumb creature to come by, and pew, you know, that, pff. I wanted to be Turok, the dinosaur hunter. So I had these, these shotguns, and I gave a couple to some other, you know, individuals, and I said, all right, the rest of you are raptors. You're going to run around the forest. We're going to hunt you down. And I want you guys to come at us if you can find us. And so I, I tied, oh, and, and this is important because I really want to get into it, you know. So I put these, uh, I went to this Native American shop. They sell all sorts of really cool Native American items and touristy stuff, I'm sure. But so I bought these cool feathers and I put feathers all over the shotguns, you know, made it like really cool. All right. And then I went out there and I started shooting these college kids in these dinosaur masks and it was so much fun and they screamed and i laughed and like <laughs> nobody got hurt you know what i mean it was just rock salt matt it's just rock mm. salt and i did this because i thought i could make games real like i could hunt dinosaurs and i did it man it's great it's great <laughs> so that's fine right Nice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. I'm good. It's, it's an art project. Yeah, it's, it was an a, art project. It was all for. They, they probably got credits for that. They, yeah, they put I that on their I resumes. helped them through college, through playing video games, and, and an obsession I had with making your, you know, real. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong yeah, with yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, your first mm-hmm. video game inclinations were were to the violent end. Mine was yeah. more to the the the, the, ment- the changing of my mental state. Because one of the first earliest video game memories I have is I was at, you know, I was at like the, the daycare after school. Uh-huh. And I was sitting there. We used to have a little NES in there. We'd play that all the time. Oh, man, Simon's Quest. Oh, hey, go down there. Try and throw a rock at the, try and throw holy water at the rocket. Blah, blah, blah. Find out all this stuff. And I was just playing with the dumbest people, the dumbest kids. All these kids were terrible. I had all the answers. Nobody had any answers. And it got to the point where I, could, I couldn't deal with that anymore. So I went into, like, oh, daycare teacher. Hey, come on over here. We got something else cool we can play. Oh, this computer room. What's this computer? Oh, boop, 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 boop. And I don't know the theme song, or I would go, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. The classic concentration game. There it is on the computer. Like, oh, what's this? I've seen this show in, like, reruns. What's this? Using the power of my mind, I beat everybody. At that daycare center, every single kid. And I went, this kid's got no clue. I, I played like, like you know, you see the Jeopardy dudes play. They like uh, rack up the score oh, yeah. like this big. And it's like, oh, I, I know the puzzle. But you know what? I'm going to get that and that and that. Because it, me- it was a memory matching game. Uh-huh. And then you had to decipher the clues. So it went, boop, 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 boop. And also the answer is, bleh. And we went, no, man. Wow. How, how could he do it? How could he understand? How could he remember those things? I went, <laughs> kids, kids, <sighs> everyone get out of here. And I went, teachers, come here. 
come here, I'm going to beat you too, teachers. And they went, I don't understand. Ah. And so I just, that's where my, that's, that's where this head came from. This giant head, the superiority complex, the greatest mm-hmm. man who's ever lived. Go he ahead. was born that day when I destroyed the teachers at <laughs> classic concentration. Video games affected me, affected my mental state. The way I look down on everybody, you, when you guys come over, like, hey, Matt, can you help me out with this? And I get the, that's it. I have to help that's you. video games. That's all because of video games. Yeah. You know, and that's fine, man. That's fine. It's okay. It's how it's affected you, turned you into an egocentric psychopath. It's okay. You know, embrace that's, it. You know what? That's what they did to me. That's yeah, what they did. That's what video games did to you. Well, you know, as I told you, Matt, they they really ruined me. And the Turok event went where I, it went real well, and I enjoyed that. And later, all right, I had more power. I was in the Marine Corps, right? And I went to this place called Haiti. And I was like, man, you know, I've been playing this really great game called Mario Kart Double Dash lately. Mm-hmm. Really great game here, right? <laughs> so... I talk to my buddies, you know, and they're all weak-minded individuals, you know. They do whatever they're told. It's the Marine Corps, duh. All right. And I said, hey, I got a game we're going to play, guys. I play this game called Mario Kart Double Dash. And in that, you can smash into cars, and you can throw shells and bananas at people, and you can do whatever you want. (laughs) And you need two people, okay? Because in Double Dash, you had a buddy on the back seat throwing all the crap. And you could flip with him, and then he'd get the different abilities. So you had to be strategically placed to fight the other individuals. So I made sure that all of us had A-drivers. And I'd have them in the back, right? And beforehand, Haiti, if you don't know, has a tropical environment. Has lots of mangoes and bananas and crap all over the place. So we took bananas. All the bananas. We put the bananas. These big boxes of bananas in our, in our Humvees. And I had them sit in the back seat. And remember, <laughs> now, we'd also found, of course, being in a, of a tropical environment, a bunch of sh- turtles. So we took these turtles and we had these turtles in boxes, too, because you need green shells, right? I mean, that's part of Double Dash. <laughs> so we put these turtles inside of a box. <laughs> and then we went down the road. And then we'd start racing, guys. Oh, man, boy, did we race. We were racing, 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 smashing in these NPC characters. I don't know who they were. They were just in the road. <laughs> This is like Mario Kart 64. You had the traffic. Yeah. You go, I'm going yeah, backwards on care. the traffic. Do whatever I got to do. <laughs> Just smashing those NPC cars off the way. And I had my A try. Throw the bananas. And we throw the bananas back trying to like, you know, make the others peel out. But of course, being bigger cars, we had to throw more bananas. So when you throw the bananas. That's why you, you get the box. Yeah, that's why we had whole one. boxes yeah. of bananas. And you'd watch the cars peel off the road. Ha <laughs> ha, get it? Peel. <laughs> that's good stuff right there, man. That's almost as good as the pun I made in my release. <laughs> when you weren't here oh it's so good uh and then the best part was the turtles man you take them turtles and he fling them right off the road trying to smash into the windshields of the drivers behind us so they couldn't catch up and you know how they're like other in the games they got the ink thing going well it's like that mm-hmm. you know we had to improvise a little bit you know obviously it's a little different you know video game mario kart and real life mario kart but we we did it and we had so much fun matt <laughs> So, <laughs> another instance, another wonderful instance where, you know, video games for real life meshing together beautifully. No consequences, no repercussions. Man, what a good time. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what about you, Matt? I mean, <laughs> uh, we'll see. <laughs> 
See, again, everybody talks about violent video oh, games yeah. change your life. Yeah. There's, always, there's always violence, gun violence, Heard blood you. and guts and gore and all this other stuff. I told you my, 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 my initiation into, the, into the, the world of psychopathy and sociopathy, it started with a quiz game, like a, a game show game. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it's culminating right now. Literally, as we speak, I'm ripping this from my own headlines. Because now I'm over here, I'm playing Mario Galaxy all the time. Uh-oh. Every, everywhere I run, it's beautiful. Everywhere I look, it's fun. It's bouncing. It's smiling. It's everything has a happy face on. I talk to I talk to everybody on the street, and they're like, "Oh wow, you're the greatest. You're so helpful. You're so cool." I look out, the sun shining, the skies are green, the music plays. Everywhere I go, it's just a magical adventure. And then I'm like, "Yeah, cool. Maybe things aren't so bad." And I walk outside my house, and everywhere. I go, I go to a, a, a dingy gray building. You know, when you go into buildings in Mario, you have a fun bonus level, and you get a power moon, and you get to, like, dance and go, ting, you got a moon. Yeah, what do I get to do? I get to stand there and just I get to scowl at people. And they say, hey, here's, here's something stupid. And I go, this isn't a power moon. This is... Oh no! This is this is garbage. It's garbage. The, the treasures are found, man. Oh no! The treasures never there's no, found. There's no there's no music anywhere. The skies are gray and oh. dark and stormy. There's, I can't throw my hat on a dinosaur and become a dinosaur and run okay. all around. It's, it's boy, Matt. I understand. God, if oh. only don't start shaking. It's fine. This is what video games do. Oh, oh Jesus. We're not gonna finish this. This is what video games do. Look at him. He can't he can't handle real life anymore. That's why that's why I gotta go on the Patreon and make a thirty minute episode about killing my friends. Oh, that's, that's a hook. That's a hook. Oh, good to get on Patreon. Find out what, what happened to me. Yeah, well, it probably wasn't. Whatever happened to me, I promise you, isn't good. That's for sure. <laughs> oh man, this is not good. Matt's. This see this folks. This what is what you, video man? games do. All right. Well, what was it? This one I really want everybody to understand. All right. This is an open moment here. Okay. This is a, between all of us, the listeners and us. This isn't to go anywhere else. This is my coup de gras, okay? This is something I've been working on my whole life for, and the payout's coming, all right? It's coming. So a long time ago, I played a game. It's called Final Fantasy VIII, okay? And I thought this game was just the neatest old neato. And part of the story, if you don't know, is a group of characters, all seemingly random, meeting each other throughout this game, doing things together. And then they come to find out that they were actually all from the same orphanage. And they were fated to save the universe. And I said, Wow. Wow. That's deep. Okay. I got this. And so I sat there in my room just pondering how, pondering it. And I said, I got it. I got it. So, I lived by a orphanage. So I snuck to this orphanage one night and I stole seven little children, all the ages four to seven. And then what I did, now listen, this is the part where it's a little iffy. I did, I, I, I debated this forever, folks. I, I, I didn't know which way to go with this. Cause remember, in FFA, they didn't remember each other. Only all of them but one. Only one remembered the other ones. It was the weirdest thing mm. ever. And I said, how can I replicate this? So I took a mixture of hallucinogenics and sedatives, and I mixed them up, and I 
right into all these seventies kids. All right, except well, actually, no, that's, that's a lie because I, I had to keep the one. Get six. I had to keep yeah. the one, and then I took them and I drove for like three whole days to different doorsteps around the United States, and I dropped this child off at a random doorstep, and then I went back home, and you know what? I'm still waiting. For these kids to be grown-ups and meet one another <laughs> and find out that video games have created World War Three, and the world is falling apart. Mankind is screwed up, made black holes too big because they were trying to replicate some silly video game like Portal 1 or 2. And everything has <laughs> gone to <laughs> shit. And it's going to be my plan come to fruition. That these seven random children that I spread across the United States are going to all come together. They're going to start saving the world. And then one of them, the one I left, is going to go, wait, we were all at the same place. We're like family. And then, pow, minds are going to be blown. No, See, I also know part two of the story. You're not telling the people (laughs) the rest of the story. You're not telling the people that the headmistress of that orphanage became the world ender that they had to save them from. <laughs> you're not you're not telling the people that they're going to have to come together to stop you. You're the one who's going to try and end the world. This is what video games say. Look what video games have wrought. They don't I'm going to be like a sub boss. I'm going to be like the dragon you ride in your first form. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's going to be the best, Matt. You're going to love you it. You know, if you follow that story, okay, I'll be in space. I'll be like an Aeon in space that they got to go battle or whatever it is with the dragon ship. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that for you. Thank you. I appreciate it, Matt. I wasn't going to tell the people the ending. I, I thought I was going to leave that a closed book so they could figure it out some other day. You know, if they really wanted to. <laughs> but this this just doubles down. on see, see, this is why video games are so dangerous. This is why they destroy the world. They really do. They make you... Well, but you created the saviors, so... Is it really that bad that you're destroying the world? Exactly. Because they're going to stop They're going to stop me. That's the whole point of this. I'm the best good guy there is. This is like a time loop. I created my own (laughs) nemesis. It's like Harry Potter. (laughs) You saved the world by destroying it. You're like Thanos. Yes. You're Thanos. Exactly. Thank you. I'll take it. Appreciate it. God, and that's video games too. I mean... That's it's going to be. That's nerd crap. That's video games. I mean, this is all bad stuff. All bad stuff that ruins your mind. It's the, the whole reason the world's in the in the shape it is. Exactly. So I mean, this is this is why everybody video games are evil. And this is this is what you get. This is what you get. The kind of insanity from Mister Matt, Mister Eric, who clearly both have problems and issues because we're of video both, games. Yeah, we're both deranged, mm-hmm. and only because of video. Only games. Only because of video because games. Because of There's anything else. Nothing no. else in my life ever that's done anything to make me the way I am. Just nope. video games. They did it. Nope. No crazy parents or nothing. It's all fine. <laughs> no traumatic experiences. No, no nothing. It's no. just, just a, it's a damn Mario and classic yeah, concentration. Well, you know, damn it. if Zelda would stay out of trouble and could handle things on her own, I wouldn't have to go keep on being reborn and saving the freaking world over and over again. Okay? You know? <laughs> God. No one can ever do anything on their own. Stupid people. Stupid everything. God. Imposters wrap up.
So what do you think out there in podcast land? How have how have violent video games, non-violent video games, like quiz show games, how have video games ruined you and made you into a horrible monster like they always say that they do on the news? Let us know via email at info at thirdshift.me. Tweet at us at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed, you can find us over there, but you can also find us on the old Patreon. We treat it just like a tip jar. You like what you hear, you have fun with the conversation and or discussions. Well... Consider heading over there and give us $1, $2, $3, $5, $10, or maybe that coveted $1 million, in which case we will open up that food line. I'm still telling you guys, it's going to be great. We're going to have a whole aisle dedicated to babies in jars. We're going to have a mascot running around, going rawr, and doing all sorts of cat stuff. It's going to be the best. You're all going to love it. So somebody out there, throw that million bucks our way. But until that happens, hey, we understand if you can't, you can support us in so many other ways, like that Twitch Prime membership over there on the Twitch, watching us play, listening to us play, whatever it is you're going to do. Uh, mailbag questions, positive feedback, five-star ratings on the iTunes and other locations, any of those other podcast carriers or whatever you want to call them, hosts. <laughs> Video games have ter- they've just turned me into a terrible person. <laughs> but of course, this podcast drops every two weeks weeks on tuesday so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 20th of august for our very next episode and you can find that episode on itunes that stitcher on podbean on spotify and on youtube and as i always say if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out please give us a like a rating review comment a subscription any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out and we really do appreciate it indeed we do we really like them five star ratings we got ourselves a couple new ratings as a matter of fact recently got another five star and someone gave us a four star Oh man! <laughs> Wait until I play the right video game. I'm gonna get. Oh gosh, get everybody! That guy. Oh, no. I just need some inspiration, you know. Oh man, y'all did it now. <laughs> See <laughs> these dang video games. You better, I gotta, you better, you better ramp up. You better ramp, right, 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 right. ramp it up. Hey man, come on! There's nothing left to say, man. But hey, don't 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 forget to <laughs> don't say. Don't forget to save. Don't forget to save. <laughs> <laughs>